0: These are Bora Voices.
1: Hey, this is Chuck McHenry, host for the Bora Pridecast. You're about to listen to Episode 5, produced and directed here at our very own Bora High School in beautiful Boise, Idaho. Lots of new stuff this time around and shows to come, so we hope you give a listen.
2: These are Bora Voices.
3: Uh, so my name is Morgan Holinka. I'm here with Hannah Marker, who's a senior here at Bora High School. And she's, uh, we're talking about her piece that has been up in the hallway for a little bit. So Hannah, how long have you been just doing art in general?
0: Um, for as long as I can remember. It was definitely, my parents plopped me down with a bunch of crayons. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: um, so what art classes are you currently taking here at Bora?
0: I'm taking AP Studio Art and Design um ceramics 1, but I just kind of do whatever I want in that class and another drawing period for AP
4: art.
3: All right. Um so what inspired you to do this i uh, series that you did?
4: Um so the
0: actual like theme of the series, I didn't originally come up with Miss Compton. Originally, I wanted to do just a series of portraits because I felt I was weak at them and wanted to improve the skill, and then Miss Compton came up to me and said, hey, what if you did Bora students? And I said, okay, I can roll with that, and so it developed from there from, like, the Bora students, and then I figured out, like, overlaid the grid pattern on top so it mimicked like a quilt and community and yeah it evolved.
3: So what was the process like of choosing the students you wanted to feature?
0: Um I actually went to um classes um taught by Miss Bolton and she would say hey this is Hannah she does art she's looking for student pictures and so a bunch of them would come at like file out of the classroom and we'd all take pictures out in the hallway and I'd tell them oh just make a funny pose or turn this way and so in the beginning I had like a ton of photos like 50 plus um and I had to narrow it down from there to see which ones weren't blurry and like which ones I thought worked well as a set
3: and what made you choose like the mixed media that you did?
0: Um, the mixed media I decided to do because I wanted to emphasize Boar is a community, right? And so I wanted it to show that all of these different aspects can work together to form one thing. And so each media, I did nine, um, comes together to form the entire portrait and then one portrait is part of the whole set. So...
3: And what was the process like uh, to be commissioned by Bora?
0: Um, I actually wasn't commissioned by Bora. It was Miss Compton and I came up with the idea and I executed it. And I actually would have been fine if they were sitting in the back of my closet gathering dust. I would have been like, yeah, I'm proud of that work. But Miss Compton went to Mr. Stanley and said, hey, you should buy this. And Mr. Stanley was like, it looks pretty cool. And then he did. (laughs) And now it's up.
3: (laughs) And what other pieces have been commissioned? Like, have you done? Like, what other pieces? Like um,
0: that? I've done other commissions for teachers or people like totally unrelated to school. Like, I'm doing a portrait, actually, like the portraits we have out there with the grid pattern, for one of my dad's coworkers right now, and it's kind of surreal to have people say, "Hey, I like your art. How about I'll pay you to do some for me?" And I'm like, "That works for me," and it's cool. <laughs>
3: And is this something you want to pursue in the future, like being commissioned
0: for art, or definitely? Um, my ideal career would career path would be like hired artist, and like I do all these commissions and stuff. But since that's not the most realistic path, I'm probably going to be looking into um, occupational therapy and art. So like art therapy um, later in the future hopefully <laughs> Alrighty.
3: righty well thank you very much hannah i believe that's all we have for right now
0: thank you
5: these are bora voices
4: hi i am hattie smith and i'm here with a teacher here at bora miss waddles um who is also a strong woman um, you want to introduce yourself?
6: My name is Amy Waddles. I teach study skills here at Bora. Um, it's my second year here. Um, I've been in the district for a while and I'm a pro strong woman.
4: Great. Uh, how did you first start as a strong woman?
6: Um, through high school I was athletic. Never remember the girls being in the weight room, um, went to college and started taking some weightlifting classes just because it was interesting. And again, I was like the only girl in those classes, Um, (laughs) but I was also married at the time, and so my husband was in those classes with me, Um, and he was into powerlifting. So fast forward, that became a hobby, and then I was teaching at Collister Elementary, and my principal at the time, um, Meredith St. Clair, her son, Corey, had just won his pro card, and he was promoting a local competition. Um, and she invited me to come out training. So my daughter was born in September and then I think in December I got out there and started training for her oh first competition, right? <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, that's crazy. And so th- my first competition then was June after she was born. So I'd totally bring her out in her little bouncy seat, oh. <laughs> and, um, whatever to keep her busy and free me up to train. So
4: that's awesome. Uh, what sort of competitions have you competed in? Like what kind of, what style of events, I guess?
6: Um as far as strongman goes, you know, you have your typical five events, so pressing deadlift. Are we talking specific events or like competitions? Uh,
4: competitions.
6: Competitions. Um, I've done parking lot shows here in the valley. Um have competed in Washington, one that so Idaho's strongest woman, strongest in the West. Um a lot of random small shows have been around that I've won, um, and then last year, I guess it was, trying to order it, I won my I won America's Strongest Masters, wow. so that's 40 and over, and then I also won my pro card. So for women, for as long as I've been competing, like since my daughter's a freshman now, um, there's never been a woman's pro card. And so that was like my first goal was for that to happen. Finally, late last year, they introduced the pro card. And so this summer I went out and I won that, uh, so I'm super excited about that.
4: Can you explain what a pro card is for our audience? <laughs> I don't know.
6: Well, it's you know, it's the, the idea of a pro athlete. Right. Obviously, in strongman, the money is much, much smaller. In mm-hmm. strong woman, it's even smaller. Um, so more from a competitive standpoint, it's the elite women. Um, and you're competing in elite competitions. This weekend was World's Strongest Woman. That's another big accomplishment as the sport as a whole Um, When I first started competing, they had World's Strongest Woman on ESPN, Mm -hmm. you know, like the men TV shows that's always on on Christmas. They used to have women and they discontinued it maybe after three years. And so the whole sport, all the women have always been waiting for this opportunity to come back. Um, And it came back last year. Um, And then this year I was invited to compete at it um, in the master's division. Wow and so it was this weekend I was supposed to go ended up injured didn't compete Mm. um the world title is exciting um for sure right um but for me my initial goal was always that pro card so that pro status so we don't make a lot of money or hardly any but (laughs) that pro status is just that's pinnacle that everybody has been looking for um and when you were talking about competitions i don't know like what you wanted to know or um thrown in with strongman i've done grip and yeah. mass wrestling highlander it um, sounds like
4: you've been around for some pretty like major advancements for, for women in, in strongman, women competitions.
6: That's, I would agree with that, yeah.
4: That's crazy. That's awesome.
6: It's super fun to see. Like my first competitions, they wouldn't have – it was very hard to find a woman's class in right. a competition because there weren't enough women. Mm-hmm. Or um, now these competitions, the women have divided into lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight. We have masters. Wow. Um, and they're full. I mean, they're huge yeah. competitions with big opportunities that they – haven't had before. Another big one was they added the Arnold strong woman to, oh, um, yeah. that was about five years ago. Probably they added the women for that. So yeah, leaps and bounds.
4: Um, what has been the biggest challenge in your career?
6: As a strong woman, my yeah. biggest challenge, I always felt like because my kids were little that it was my time. Cause in strong man, you have to devote about three hours Just for event training. So during the week you're doing your overhead day, your squat deadlift Mm -hmm. day, and then you have your event training. And that's a huge
5: piece of the day Yeah, Yeah. with
6: little kids and they have activities. So it's always been that. Um, Or so I thought when they were younger and now that they're older, Mm -hmm. I I feel... mm, I guess guilty is the (laughs) word. If I'm not there, um, they have their goals. They're working with their own coaches and their own sports. Mm -hmm. Um, so from an expense wise, it, it adds up with my traveling. So I think I'm just trying to balance my own selfishness and my own competitiveness with what they need. Um, yeah, so
4: sure. That's a, that's a real struggle. Um, What's some advice you would give to someone interested in becoming a strong man or a
6: strong <laughs> woman? <laughs> that one's easy. <laughs> come and visit me in room uh, 602 and come join Boris Strongman. We're just getting started for the school year a little late. Um, but again, it's kind of my kids first and Strongman's second. We had to get through football season. Sure. Um, so come on out and talk to me. It's pretty flexible. We train one day. A week after school and try to do events that the kids want to do but before we get to that point is making sure that they're lifting safely and and ready to move into the events
4: that's so awesome what was the yeah. room name? what room number again
6: 602, 602 portable portable by the old gym
4: okay awesome yeah uh thank you so much for coming here and talking thanks. to us today it's been great to talk to you it's really interesting super I didn't fun know any of that stuff <laughs> thanks, thanks for for so much me.
6: uh-huh these are bora voices
1: Mr. Hofstetter. Hey, hey, Rose. Hey, How's this going? is good, you? Doing fine. Good, I am. Um, this is the installment of the Bora Pridecast Prep Period Cold Call. Cold Call, uh, can I ask you some questions? Oh, certainly. All right, how long have you been here at Bora?
5: You know, I've been here um, about 14 years.
1: And then what did you do, be, do before that, before
5: um, teaching? Before that, I taught at Eco High. Okay. Um, for five, five years.
1: What was your real job before teaching?
5: Um, before I'm a structural engineer. I'm actually licensed in California. That's, so that's where I did my practice. Was in the Bay Area.
1: Very cool. Did that uh, prepare you for teaching? What you teach now?
5: Yeah, I used a lot of it. Good. Um, so yeah, definitely, it definitely prepared me. I feel like it gave me a little more, um, kind of like, real hands-on understanding of why you do these things and, you know, what good it is.
1: So do you believe in the phrase that um, people that can't do teach? I believe in people that do it really well can teach. Mm
5: -hmm. You believe in that? I think, yeah, I think you have to know it pretty well to teach it pretty well and be pretty good at it, yep, I agree. So what what subjects do you teach? I teach um, AP Physics and AP Calc, AP Calculus.
1: And, and what's your favorite thing to teach the, uh, the young minds here at Bora? Maybe, well, maybe a subject or maybe even like a, a certain lesson. What's your favorite thing yeah. to teach?
5: Well, I mean, I have great calculus students that are really fun to teach because they're great, fun kids. But to be honest with you, topics of physics are really, really interesting. And so probably the most interesting topic I think we teach is um, is gravitation we can get into um the just basically what is a black hole and how they work, and what's cool is that a kid with only about two months of physics can really um really understand the physics behind even stuff that complicated <laughs> like what what happens to somebody if they would possibly go into a black hole what would what would happen to them
1: w- well, well what would
5: well there's a process. First of all, they would have to survive. It's called spaghettification. And what it tends to do is draw the human being into a, basically a sp- strand of spaghetti because the forces on one's feet are substantially greater than the forces on one's head. If you're going foot first into a black hole.
6: Uh-huh.
5: And so it would um, stretch you with tens of thousands of G's of force. And until you were um, as they call it spaghettified
1: that's but, a technical term
5: mm-hmm, yep it is and students can actually understand these forces of spaghettification
1: I think if I got in a black hole I would just scream
5: <laughs> yeah
1: right no, before I spaghettified
5: the other thing is yeah if you were screaming um, nobody could see you in there screaming because no light can um, come out nor could any sound come out you know
1: well a lot of good my screams would do then so, Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'd love to take cool. your class. Too bad I teach down the hall and don't have the time to do it.
5: Well, likewise, <laughs> I wish I could do anything artistic. I wish people could even read my writing.
1: <laughs> Mr. Hofstetter, I won't use any more time. Thank you very much.
5: All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. All right, talk to you later. Bye.
0: These are boring.
3: So I, my name is Morgan Holinka. I'm here with Eden Maka'afi, and she is a sophomore here at BORA. Um, she is also the female kicker on the varsity football team. So, Eden, what motivated you to become uh,
2: part of this team? Um, my brother. Like, he is a senior, and I thought it would be so cool to be able to be on the same team as him. And also... When I was in ninth grade, Mr. Alderson wanted me to kick for the um, freshman team, but I wanted to focus on soccer, so. Nice. So has soccer kind of just helped you along with this process? For sure. Especially, like, the fundamentals, like, placing my foot, keeping my ankle locked, and it just really helps to, like, apply it to the football. Nice. So how long have you been playing football, or is this,
3: like, your first year? This is my first year. (laughs) Nice. Um, did you want to be anything else on the team, or were you okay with just being the kicker?
2: Uh, kicker is just fine with <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, especially since soccer season is the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really mellow and easy to... So how does it feel being the only girl on the team? Um, I think people might expect it for me to be, like, isolated, but they did a really nice job of keeping me a part of, like, the team, and it definitely felt like a big family. It was really nice. nice. Uh, did, was there any ever any time where you didn't feel like you were a part of the family
6: um,
3: aspect of the team? I guess
2: definitely not. They were all welcoming, especially like since I'm a girl. I feel like they might seem like it's weird, but no, they were all welcoming. Nice. Did you
3: ever feel like you were treated differently by your coaches at all because you were, you are a female?
2: No, I don't think so. Nice. They re- they had an open mind about it, which I appreciate. So you said that you are in soccer. Are there any other
3: sports that you are a part of? Uh, basketball <laughs> and thinking about doing track. Nice. So, I know. Um, Are you planning on uh, being in football again next year? Oh, for sure.
2: It was so much fun <laughs> this year. I mean, why not? Yeah.
3: And you're going to be a kicker again?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um Alrighty, so thank you very much, Eden, and I I wish you success in all that you do.
2: Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: These are Bora Voices.
4: For institutions that demand we pay tens of thousands of dollars a year for higher education, it seems that colleges could at least use some of that money to design a semi-functional website. Maybe some of you don't have experiences with college websites yet, but basically you open it up and then you either see a photo of an autumnal campus or a culturally diverse ultimate frisbee game. The headers at the top of the page say things like admissions, student life, campus, and arts. Hovering over each reveals an equally vague drop down menu that says things like explore, get involved, and stay connected. Trying to find a specific piece of information on a college's website is like a hellish dive into a wormhole. To find information about estimated total cost of attendance, for example, you might think you could just search it. But the search bar at the top of the page is broken, and has seemingly always been broken. So you have to go from admissions, to resources, to cost and aid, and then to another drop-down menu that says cost of attendance, but once you click on it, it's actually just a paragraph explaining what cost of attendance is, and then you've learned nothing. College websites remind me of a labyrinth-esque maze. I worry their creators barely escape their own creations or else they're trapped, wandering forever back through drop-down menus that all look the same.
2: These are Bora Voices!
3: Since the Bora Pridecast is still in the sophomore stages, we are in need of a few items from you, our Bora students. First of all, no podcast would be complete without theme music. We want student-produced music, either digitally or acoustic, to play throughout our show. We also want to showcase student writing, poems, short stories, essays. Send them our way. For details on either of these items, email us at borapridecast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Borapridecast or come to the library for more information.
1: Thanks for listening to episode number five of Bora's Pridecast. It's the start of second semester, and we hope to have many more Pridecasts for this semester. If you have any ideas for new ones, please let us know. And make sure and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube.